This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 89. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts, and to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I will talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So this week, it seems the rumors of a super high megapixel Canon mirrorless full-frame camera have popped up once again. F-Stoppers has posted an article about this in the last 24 hours about the possibility, and it's a subject I have touched upon a number of times in past episodes. As many of you may or may not know, Canon has, for the most part, always been the leader in high-megapixel cameras, and the world was taken by surprise when Sony announced their A7R4 with its massive 61-megapixel sensor, upping their limit by an impressive 19 megapixels and putting Canon on notice that they were being left behind. Now, Canon had previously had the record with their um, 5D, uh, the EOS 5DS and SR at 50 megapixels. Fuji jumped in with their 51.4 megapixel GFX 50S and then their 51.4 megapixel GFX 50R. And then Fuji piled on even more with their GFX 100 with its 100 megapixel sensor. Now, the thing to keep in mind, though, is the Fuji cameras are considered mirrorless medium format. So they're a little bit bigger, about 27% larger sensor than a full frame camera. But now you've got Sony or Fuji getting into the fray as well. Now, Fuji, uh, like I said, wasn't technically competing with Canon because the Fujis are medium format, but I'm sure it was still a bit of a slap in the face to Canon. Not wanting to be outdone, this new rumor reports that a handful of pros are beta testing a new EOS R5S with an impressive 90 megapixel sensor. Now, if you remember, I've talked in previous episodes about how just a few years back, Canon was experimenting with a 100 megapixel sensor, but I never figured it would end up in a consumer camera, but most likely in some sort of high-end cinema camera instead. But Canon Rumors is insisting that there are Canon pros testing this new 90 megapixel beast. So will there be another Canon EOS R body soon? Well, it's too early to tell just yet. Now, the other questions abounding would be, what are the other specs? What will be the frames per second on a beast of this type? Could we see 10 frames a second or more? And everyone, of course, is assuming that it will have Canon's newest eye detection autofocus system, which is now, according to Jared Poland from Frono's Photo, rivals Sony's own eye detect autofocus. And of course, are there going to be any kind of diffraction issues with the EOS R 
lenses or the RF mount lenses. Now, I think it's safe to say that any video specs won't be really much of a topic for discussion as this is meant to be a high-end stills body. So people are definitely going to be more interested in the dynamic range of the sensor and its low-light capabilities for landscape photography and other types of low-light photography, maybe event photography, you know, for those photographers that like to shoot bands as they perform in bars and nightclubs and stuff like that. Now, hopefully Canon will have a way to address any possible diffraction issues, but it's going to be awesome to see just how high in resolution the new RF glass can go. Now, for their part, Fuji's senior manager of marketing for their optical division has stated that Fuji's goal with their GFX line is to keep the standard 50 plus megapixel bodies priced between $3,000 and $5,000 in hopes of luring away some full frame shooters as they are impressive bodies with high quality weather sealing and very durable construction. Now, as my listeners know, I have the GFX 50R and even run the largest uh, 50R Facebook group, and I absolutely love this camera. I have not walked away from Canon, however, as Canon's EOS R and RP are both fantastic bodies, and I absolutely love the R glass as well. I have already stated that I am planning to buy the EOS R6 this holiday season to add to my current lineup, which will put me back at, at four camera bodies once again. Now, currently, I use my EOS RP for my full-time real estate work as it's the perfect size and resolution for that kind of work. My EOS R I use for other specific shoot types and then I use my GFX 50R for my landscapes and the work on my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia project and book series. Now I've kicked around the idea of someday getting the GFX 100 for the 100 megapixel sensor but at a $10,000 price point that might not realistically ever happen. We'll have to wait and see. For now, if Canon is looking to release a 90 pix uh, megapixel full-frame mirrorless body, then of course I have to weigh that option as well. Right now, I can get impressive results with the EOS R's 30.3 megapixel sensor with my Rokinon 14mm f2.8 AF landscape lens, but again, I get really impressive results with my much, much higher resolution with the GFX 50R and my Laowa 17mm f4 0D lens. Now, the lens is not perfect, but it still makes amazing high resolution landscape images with impressive detail and is, of course, why I use it for both my landscape work as well as my project. Now, for those curious on my project, the first book will go on sale November 9th, 2020, and I will be doing book signings and interviews when that time comes, and I'll be able to provide more information at that point. For now, what are your thoughts on this possible new 90 megapixel camera? Is this something that you're excited about? What are the specs that you're hoping for? in an impressive camera like this. Let me know in the comments in the Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to get in, which is what is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. You can also give the name of any of the guests that have appeared on the show, such as Ruben Naha, Joe Mott, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon, Brett Bergram, Ellie Cat, and her partner in adventure and boyfriend, Dan. But I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this camera? Is it something that you're interested in? Do you have a specific need for a 90 megapixel sensor? Because as I said, you know, Sony floored everybody 
when they released their 61 megapixel a7R4. I mean, that's a really high resolution sensor. It's bigger than the old 5DS and SR that Canon used to have, which topped out at 50, I think 50.1 megapixels. And it's even bigger than Fuji's uh, GFX 50S and 50R. Now, of course, Fuji is still the king right now with their 100 megapixel sensor. But again, you know, is this something that you're going to be interested in as a stills photographer? Do you really want something that is going to have that high resolution for your landscapes, for your studio work, whether it's portraits or product photography, commercial photography, architectural photography, whatever the case may be? Is this something that you would be interested in as a shooter? And more importantly, what's going to be the price point on this body? Is it going to be a super expensive body? Or is Canon going to keep the cost down by giving it minimal video specs? As I said, a video specs in a camera like this don't really matter. People are not buying a super high megapixel camera for its video capabilities. We already have the R5 and the R6, which do phenomenal video. You've got 8K in the R5, you got 4K high quality, you've got 4K in the R6 as well. So we don't really need another video camera, a camera with massive video specs. It's just not necessary. So Canon can easily keep the cost down by concentrating more on the still side of this camera. So I'm thinking, this is just my thoughts, but I'm thinking there's a good possibility that if it's gonna have a 90 megapixel sensor, I'm thinking the frames per second may be as high as 10, but I don't know. I mean, the, the 5DS and SR, which this would be the mirrorless full frame replacement for, uh, those cameras only did, what, three and a half frames per second, I think it was, or maybe five at the most. But I'm thinking it was more like three and a half, uh, but I could be wrong on that. Now, is Canon going to do that again? Are they going to keep it with a really low frames per second count, or are they going to want to give it, you know, eight? or 10 frames per second just to give the stills photographers you know a little one more trick in their bag so to speak so to speak it's going to be interesting and of course you know like i said earlier everybody's assuming it's going to have their fantastic eye detect autofocus it's going to have the dual pixel af system which is hands down better than anybody else's autofocus system Everybody says that. I mean, anybody that knows anything about cameras knows that Canon is the king when it comes to their auto detect capabilities as well as their video capabilities. But with a, a 90 megapixel sensor, it's definitely probable that it's also going to be a low light beast. So this could theoretically be an astrophotography camera. Now, I know that Canon has already released an EOS RA, which is their uh, astrophotography camera, but this one could be used for that as well, especially with its massive sensor. If it has great low light capabilities, it's going to be great for that kind of photography as well. Landscapes is going to be primary, product and studio shooting, portraits, stuff like that, but also astrophotography. If you ask me, that's just my opinion. I don't do astrophotography, but I would think, man, if I got the option of a 90 megapixel sensor and fantastic low light capabilities, yeah, I'd probably buy that for astrophotography rather than the RA, which is already out on the market and was designed specifically for astrophotography. Now, the other thing is, what is the dynamic range going to look like on this beast? I mean, is it going to have, you know, 12 stops of dynamic range, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20? Who knows? Uh, 
But with a sensor that high in resolution, I mean, it opens up all kinds of possibilities as far as dynamic range on this camera body. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of things Canon decides to give us if this body is indeed real. Now, as I said, Canon Rumors seems to believe that it's definitely a camera that's coming in the near future. They're saying that there's already a handful of Canon Pros that are out there beta testing it in the wild to see how it performs, how it works in the field, and all of that good stuff. So we're going to have to wait and see if over time we get some more leaks on this from Canon and rumors. Now, another thing that you got to ask yourself is what kind of EVF is going to be in a possible 90 megapixel camera. Uh, Canon Rumors is saying that it's going to be considerably higher resolution and a much larger EVF than is currently in any of the R series bodies, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, Sony went to like what, eight or nine million pixels on the EVF on the uh, A7S three, their new video centric camera. So it would only make sense. The Canon's going to throw a much, much higher resolution and larger EVF into this potential 90 megapixel body. But again, we don't have any specifics at this time. We'll have to keep an eye on Canon rumors for any future updates on this, but it is interesting and exciting. And it is something that's got me excited. I absolutely loved my 5DSR that I had for several years, and if you've listened to the show, you know that. I've been looking for a replacement for the 5DSR. Right now, I've got the GFX 50R, which gives me just a hair bigger resolution at 50.1 versus 50 point, or 51.4, excuse me, versus 50.1 on the 5DSR that I had, and it's also a 27% larger sensor, so that is good, but... As I said, I'm definitely intrigued by the idea of a 90 megapixel Canon camera. Now, if this does come out, then there's a good possibility I'm going to start shuffling my bodies. I'll probably keep the EOS RP for my real estate work, but I will probably at that point look at the possibility of selling my R or if the prices come down too much on the R's and I'll lose too much money, I'll just keep it. And then who knows, I may end up getting the R6 this holiday season, as I've already said I'm planning to, and I may pick up the 90 megapixel R5S if that's what it ends up being called next year, because it's probably not going to drop this year. I mean, to be honest, Canon's already released two more bodies, you know, two bodies this year. There's talk that there's a third one coming that'll be an APS-C body possibly by the end of the year or the first part of 2021. And they've also got the the new C70 cinema camera that's coming out. I believe Canon is supposed to officially announce that camera on September 20th or somewhere around there. So I, I definitely don't see Canon dropping an R5S at the end of 2020. They may, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking probably they're going to release it in January or February of 2021, at the beginning of next year. But again, this is going to make things interesting, and it's going to definitely leave me thinking about what I'm going to acquire for equipment down the road to do the kind of photography that I like to do. And this is definitely just throwing another monkey wrench in the whole decision process, because as, as I said earlier, I would love to have Fuji's GFX 100. It is a beautiful camera. It makes amazing images with that 100 megapixel sensor. But again, that's a $10,000 body. That's just for the camera body. 
And currently, I only have two lenses in the GFX format. I have Fuji, the Fujinon 50mm WR lens that's uh, uh, 3.5 aperture, and then I have my Laowa 17mm F40D that I use mostly for my landscape and documentary work. Um, I want to, down the road, get some more Fujinon lenses, so that's another reason why in all honesty, I'll probably shy away from buying the GFX 100 uh, just because the cost, it's cost prohibitive at $10,000. And I would probably be better served to get one or two more Fujinon GFX mount lenses before I worry about getting another GFX body. So this could give me another possibility, another option. If Canon is really going to release a 90 megapixel EOS R body, that's going to be great for me because then I can finally get a Canon replacement for my old 5DSR, which is now gone. And that would definitely make me happy. Now, again, like I said, I'm, it's not that I'm not happy with the GFX 50RIM, but 90 megapixels, come on. <laughs> you know, that's almost 40 megapixels more than I get now with my GFX 50R. But don't let that fool you. It doesn't mean that if Canon does drop this 90 megapixel beast, I'm going to be getting, getting rid of my GFX 50R anytime soon. I absolutely love that body. I love the rangefinder style and shape of the body, and I'm definitely going to keep that body for a long time. I have no plans to get rid of my Fuji camera. And as you know, in previous episodes, I even kicked around the idea of switching platforms. I thought about the possibility of going to Sony. I thought about the possibility of going all Fuji, um, but I decided against it. I mean, I didn't want to have to take a loss on all of my lenses and buy all different lenses again and pay out the nose for that and buy a different body. And, you know, it's just a lot of expense involved and a lot of lost revenue or lost money, lost investment involved getting rid of all of your gear and switching to another platform. So that's why I decided not to do it. Now, Fuji has great APS-C cameras. Don't get me wrong. The X-Series cameras are great. They got the X-T4, which is a phenomenal camera, but I didn't want to go back to APS-C. You know, I got off APS-C years ago, many, many years ago, and went full frame, and I have no desire to go back. So now I have full frame, and then I have medium format mirrorless with my Fuji, which, again, like I said earlier, is 27% larger sensor than full frame, and I have no desire to go back to a smaller sensor. I'm not saying that you can't get great images with a smaller sensor. I just don't have any desire to go back myself. All right, I am going to go ahead and wrap up this episode 89 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I wanted to remind you that my summer giveaway is still going on with the prize of a brand new carbon fiber tripod monopod combination. You can find the link to enter the contest in the show notes for this episode, as well as in the Facebook group. It is a pinned post or an announcement post, I'm sorry, so you should be able to find it fairly easily. So you can enter that contest. That contest will wrap up on October 25th. At midnight on the 25th, going into the 26th, the winner will be selected on Sunday, the 26th of October, and then will be contacted so that they can receive their prize. So make sure that you go ahead and get yourself entered in the contest. Now, I did want to also remind you that you can call or text the show at 470-294-8191, and you can leave a question, a comment, you can request a topic that you'd like to hear discussed that's photography or videography related, or a possible guest that you'd like me to get for an upcoming episode. You can make those suggestions by call, by phone or text, either one. And you can also reach out to the show by email at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. 
All right. That is a wrap, everybody. Thank you once again for listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And I will see you again in another seven days for episode 90. Thank you.